like our body is a Mona Lisa. It's an art. It's a, it's a it's a portrait. It's a canvas. And as we begin to work inside and out, sometimes the artist procrastinates. You know, like you said, you didn't make a decision to change your life up until 24. I mean, and that's soon for most people. Most people don't do it till 40 or 50, till yeah. they get the heart disease, till they get high blood pressure, till they get diabetes. And I remember listening to uh, a, someone talking about the painter who actually did paint Mona Lisa. And he procrastinated, procrastinated, <laughs> procrastinated up until the point where his creativity got much better to be able to paint that portrait. A lot of times you're you're struggling with getting your health down and you like, okay, I'm gonna do it next week, I'm gonna do it next year, I'm gonna do it in three years, I'm gonna do it on my birthday, and it doesn't happen, that's giving you time to kind of learn more, you know, to to fail more. And what advice could you give someone out there who feels like, man, I know I'm hearing this, I'm hearing this great knowledge from you, um, but for me, it's just, I can never do it, you know? like. What can you say to them, you know? What can you say to them? people they, they tiptoe their way through life yeah make hoping to make it safely to death and they're on their deathbed and they're like man I should have never procrastinated I should have taken more chances I should have done this so how do you prevent that from happening to you well yeah. nobody is a procrastinator first of all yeah you're not a procrastinator I'm not a procrastinator we have the habit of procrastinating mm -hmm. so it's a big difference so if you change your habits you change your life like the, the secret to your future yeah and everybody's future who's watching this is yeah. get in in our daily routines so how do you get started? That's what you want to ask. Yeah. Right? How do you just like, where do I start? How do I get yeah, started? How do I... Well, you surround yourself with people who are, are doing the things that you want to do. Mm -hmm. So for me, I surrounded myself with other personal trainers, other health coaches, other entrepreneurs who are making an impact and creating in this world. Yeah. You, you know, the, the abundance is our birthright. There's so much abundance out there. So you surround yourself with people who are going to help you go places. Yeah. And it's tough because when you do that, that means you got to cut people out of your life that are not going places hey, uh, or spend less time with them. Or your happy, happy hour friends. Or right? your happy hour friends. Yeah. And, and it's tough because, you know, yeah. you have people that you love, but yeah. they're just not, you know, they don't want to do the things that you're doing. So, you you know, you, you limit your time with them. I, I wouldn't say you have to cut them out of your life yeah. completely, but you limit your time with them yeah. and you spend more time with people who are doing the things you want to do. Yeah. So I would say find people that are doing the thing you want to do, whatever field it is study them, yeah. try to network with them, learn from them, read their book, watch their YouTube videos, and motivation is like taking a shower. You need it every single day. Yeah. Right? Read books every single day, watch YouTube videos every single day, Do in watch interviews like this every yeah. single day, yeah. surround yourself with people like Edward who are uh, trying to grow himself and get better and, and learn from others. Like That's the key yeah. to making long-term progress. Right. And it's all about learning. Life is life is a lesson. Every everything you learn, like you, you go to today, you could literally sit down and write down what did I learn today. Like well, I actually did learn something today. You know, I learned to take better care of myself. I learned to wake up earlier because if I don't, I'm gonna miss work. And if I miss work, you know, just one chance of me getting more like getting fired. Right. So in a series of learning, I've seen that you've really taken that to a different level. 
I don't know your library, but I, but I've I've seen you around a lot of books. So have you been an avid reader? And like, when did you start doing that? Yeah, yeah. I I study three hours every single day. Three hours, no matter what. So you're you're in deep. Yeah, I'm in deep. I love it. Books change my life. Books save my life. Mm. When I when I was 24 years old, yeah. when I went through that breakup, I was depressed and I had suicidal thoughts. Yeah. I, re- I I was in a low rock bottom place, right? But the great thing about hitting rock bottom is yeah. that it gives you a springboard to launch from. So mm-hmm. as low as I was down there, I knew I could go the same way back up. So I started reading books at that at that moment in my life. Up, up until then, high school, college, I hated reading, dude. Yeah. I freaking despised it. I just did it to pass my classes. You know, I'm sure you you could relate to that, but I can relate. <laughs> Once I started reading books that were in line with what I wanted to accomplish, it opened up a whole new world. Yeah. And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with studying. So it's been so impactful to me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, I know that I would not be where I am and where I'm going if it wasn't for that fact that I read every day and I've learned from people. And the great thing, like you said, you, it's great to, to fail and make mistakes and learn from it, right? Yeah. It's good to do that. Yeah. Well, what's even better is to learn from other people who are successful and their mistakes so you yeah. don't make those mistakes. Mm. And that's what books do for you. Autobiographies are so great. Like Shoe Dog by the, the owner of Nike. Yeah. So give that, me some, well, your five top. That, that's top my favorite books. autobiography. Shoe Dog? Yeah. Shoe Dog by, uh, I forgot his name now, but the, the guy who invented Nike. Yeah. Uh, his story is incredible. You want to talk, you want to hear about persistence or read about persistence? Like, he was nonstop. Being sued, uh, having people not believe in him. He just never gave up. Now look at Nike. Yeah. They're world class. They're world, world class. World class. Now, other books, Think and Grow Rich, that's the one that you're going to probably hear a lot about. Yeah. That's, that's the classic, but that's a book that... I've heard it a thousand times. Yeah, and that book you should definitely read. I, I recommend so it. I read it and I listened to audio tape. I've listened to audio tape like consecutively every yeah, day. That's what I was going to say. All the time. I acknowledge you for that. That's, that's wonderful, dude, because that's something you want to listen to or read mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, keep going. Now, I've read hundreds and hundreds of books, but one of the... One book that I've read, or I should say listened to, every single month for the last 19 months is Be Obsessed or Be Average by Grant Cardone. Have you heard of that book? Yeah, I've heard of Grant Cardone, but I have not heard of his, that book. Yeah, that, that's the, one of the, it's in my top five all time. And yeah. it came out just about two years ago or so. But that book, it should be the next book you read. I'm going to put that down. Yeah, every single month I listen to well, it. Well, after your book. Yeah, after my book. <laughs> but uh, listen to it. Mm-hmm. You listen to Audible. Yeah. So listen to that book on Audible because he reads it and he goes off script and he he that book is phenomenal. So that's going to be in terms of like self development. Yeah. Those are going to be the great books in terms of health. Uh, my book is a great book that's basic and yeah. uh, kind of just bite sized nuggets for you to just digest. And um, the ultimate guide to fasting, the complete guide to fasting, is a great book too. So, speaking of fasting. Yeah. So what is your take on fasting? Because a lot of people hear it and be like, man. I don't do that. I'm gonna go hungry. I'm gonna starve. I'm gonna die. Yeah. I can't do it. So, is fasting the most important thing we should start doing, or what's your suggestion on that? Yeah. Well, it's a tool. It's yeah. a powerful tool. Just mm-hmm. like a like a chainsaw is powerful, and yeah. if you get the job done, mm-hmm. so could fasting, right? But same the way a chainsaw could be deadly and harmful, so could fasting. So there's many different ways to do fasting. There's intermittent fasting. There's block fasting, which yeah. is like prolonged fasting. Yeah. But the biggest myth out there is that if you don't eat you're gonna go into this starvation mode. Not only is that wrong, it's the complete opposite that happens. The body is so intelligent. The entire reason, the 100% entire reason we store body fat is so we can have energy and fuel for when there's no food coming in. Yeah. Our, our hunter and gatherer ancestors had to fast 
Otherwise, they would be dead. Otherwise, we would be dead. We wouldn't exist if it wasn't for this wonderful thing, this wonderful process of storing body fat, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're not eating, you just tap into your body fat, right? So that's true health, having what I call metabolic flexibility. When you're eating food, yeah. you're going to store your sugar your, yeah. and, and your liver as a glycogen, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If you fast and exercise, you're going to deplete that, which is good. And then your body's going to go and tap into your fat stores. You're going to have that metabolic flexibility. Now, most people can't, are not efficient, so they're going to go into gluco, something called gluconeogenesis where they start burning a little bit of protein. They feel miserable because they haven't taught their body to be fat adapted. But once you learn how to be fat adapted and you teach your body to go a period of time without eating food, mm -hmm. it's incredible. So many incredible things start happening when you fast. Your body is literally pumping you full of energy. It thinks it needs to help you find food and find that next meal. So it's going to give you energy. It's going to help with your brain health. It's going to help you uh, hone in on your whatever task you're doing. And that could go on and on and on. But it's powerful tool okay so in the next couple of minutes I'm gonna ask you a few health questions and we're gonna go back to your story and I'm gonna close it off because I know you're a busy guy uh, I'm gonna ask you a few questions I'm gonna give you a minute to add to them and you're gonna give me a minute question cool. so and these are some questions that you posed that I, I've gotten from you so what is the difference between a vegan and a ketogenic diet yeah, uh, a vegan is a, a, a individual who eats 100% plant-based mm -hmm. items right yeah so you are not eating any animal products. That mm -hmm. means no eggs, no chicken, no beef, not even honey. Yeah. Because honey, if you want to be a strict vegan, you don't even have honey. Yeah. Uh, a ketogenic diet is a diet that's very high in healthy fats, like 70% plus healthy fats. Um, typically, you're not a vegan. If you're ketogenic, it's hard to do both. Yeah. You could do both, but it's hard. But that's going to be a lot of fats, low carbs, yeah. and moderate to low protein. Ketogenic okay. is. So are we doomed by our own genetics? Is this something innately, like I just can't lose weight because my metabolism is all screwed up and I'm just, I have all my parents were fat, so I'll be fat for the rest of my life. Are we right. doomed by that? No, we're not doomed by that. And people will think they're doomed by that. They mm -hmm. think that because heart disease ran in their family, they're gonna get heart disease or cancer ran in the family, they're gonna get cancer. I, we have much more control over our future than we think because we are, are dealt a set of genes, which yeah. we cannot change our genes. Mm -hmm but we could change the expression of those genes, something called epigenetics. So with your diet and lifestyle and mental health and uh, even stress levels, internal, external stress levels, if you manage that and you follow all the principles that I put in my book that, yeah. we, that we talk about in this, this interview, you are gonna express the good genes and you're not gonna express the bad genes. So you have control over which genes you express. But if you smoke and if you're not exercising, if you have bad habits, you're gonna express the bad genes and then you will be susceptible to those diseases. So it's up to you. You know, you have control. We all have control. What are the top health, unhealthiest things we should stay away from? Top, top things we should just not yeah. consume daily. Yeah, vegetable oils are the most detrimental thing to the, the, the health of Americans. So vegetable oils are going to be corn oil, like canola oil, yeah. uh, cottonseed oil, uh, soybean oil, which you find in most places, by yeah. the way. If you go to restaurants and they fry things, mm -hmm. it's fried in that. And, and I tell you what, because it's cheaper. It's cheaper, yeah, exactly. But they cause a massive amount of inflammation. They mess with your mitochondrial health, your cell membranes. They cause low energy levels. They cause disease. And if I had the decision, uh, the choice, I should yeah. say, between eating cooked vegetable oils every single day yeah. or smoking a cigarette every single day, I would smoke the cigarette every single day. Wow. And I don't believe in smoking. I don't yeah. smoke. Yeah. But that's least dangerous. Than smoking. So smoking is least dangerous than eating the vegetable oils. Wow. I would say eating the vegetable oils is, is causes more havoc with your health than smoking. 
So what's your take on bread, dairy, flour? So should we minimize those? Yeah, definitely. Uh, bread and bread, yeah, you should minimize. I mean, yeah. uh, it depends on where what your goals are, of yeah. course. Um, sourdough bread, like natural, real sourdough bread that's been fermented is one mm -hmm. of the best ones out there. Uh, but like whole wheat bread is not healthy. You yeah. know, it, whole wheat bread spikes, spikes your insulin, which is your fat storage hormone, the same amount of a 12 ounce soda. Yeah. So if people think, oh, I'm gonna eat two slices of whole wheat bread, I'm good. And they're spiking their insulin and storing fat and they can't, they, they can't figure out why they can't lose weight. So I would say in, mod in, moderation, in moderation for the grains, Mm -hmm. But uh, healthy fats should be the bulk of your diet. Okay, so do you believe that we should stop eating meat and or should we just have a healthier balance? Because this is a question everybody asks. I can't stop eating meat. Like, yeah. Or what the health? What, what do you take on, on, the, on that documentary? What the health? I thought what the, what the health was a great documentary, the way they did it. Yeah. Amazing. Like, you're, you're in this business, so you probably could appreciate the way they did it. Yeah, it was pretty uh, nice. So that was like top like uh, grade 10, like one, one through 10, 10. Now the information was really bad and flawed and the science is, is not good. If you actually look at the research, uh, a lot of it's not good. I love the message of eating more whole foods yeah. and less processed. I'm, I'm good with that. But yeah. to say everybody should be vegan, that's just bad information. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I'm not a fan of that uh, aspect about the documentary. But what was the original question about... Um, uh, should we focus on not eating meat? Oh, right. Uh, no, I should. I don't think so. But you want to really get quality meat. There's a company called Butcher Box, which you could get grass-fed and grass-finished beef if you eat beef. Um, you could get like wild-caught fish and, and really healthy, organic, top-of-the-line meats and, and, and fish. But if you're eating like caged um, meat, caged yeah. animals, like you're, you're contributing to the torture of all these animals and all these pigs and all these chickens. So. I would say it depends on where you're getting your stuff from. But if you eat high quality and moderation, I think it's fine. So high quality foods equals a high quality life. That's and right. And speaking of quality, what's the right exercise that we should do? Should it be CrossFit? Should it be Tai Chi? Should it be um, functional training? Should it be plyometrics? What, what is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, func functional is definitely mm -hmm. the way to go. And that could be CrossFit. It could be whatever that you choose to do. That's going to be realistic for you to do yeah. for the rest of your life or long term, I should say. Um, the problem with type 2 diabetes is that too much insulin. Mm -hmm. So too many carbs, eating too frequently. I would say, number one, stop snacking. Like, okay. We don't need snacks. Like Eating six times a day goes against the way we were designed to be. Think about it. Our ancestors didn't wake up and have just snacks available to them all yeah, the time. Yeah. They had to go and find their food. So we're going against Mother Nature, and Mother Nature always wins. It finds a way. So I would say breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that's fine. Snacks in between, get rid of them. You don't need a snack. Nobody needs to snack. You're not going to rev up your metabolism. That's a myth. You're actually going to mess with your hormones and you're going to gain more weight because you're just constantly spiking insulin. Mm -hmm. So that brings me to breakfast. I think breakfast is the most, the dumbest meal of the day. <laughs> I think it's the most dangerous meal of the day, not the wow. most important meal of the day. And I'm not talking uh, for kids here. I'm talking about anybody who's an adult, 18 and above, that you should not eat breakfast. Or if you do eat breakfast, it should be protein, fat, and fiber, nothing that's too carb-rich, too heavy, because it goes against our ancestors, our, our, the way we're hardwired. We, they didn't wake up, come out of the cave, and just have uh, Kellogg's or Frosted yeah. Flakes available mm -hmm. to them, right? So that's why I say intermittent fasting is great. And you have three of the biggest influencers in the history of mankind, in the history of this world, I should say. Yeah. Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. the Prophet Muhammad, and Buddha. And they didn't agree on a lot of things, but they agreed, yeah. they agreed on one thing. Do you know what it was? Uh, and what they agreed on? 
the one thing that they, yeah what do they all agree on anybody know is it Jesus peace, Christ peace Muhammad and, and Buddha what do they all agree peace, on peace and love Peace and love is one of them, but yeah. what, I'm, what I'm going for is, is fasting. That, fasting, yeah, that, that, that's true. They all agreed on the power of fasting, right? So then you have Tony the Tiger saying, no, you have to eat breakfast. Mm -hmm. You have to eat every, every two hours. So are you going to believe Tony the Tiger, or are you going to believe Jesus Christ? Right? It's like, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. So I think breakfast is stupid to <laughs> Tony summarize Tony the Tiger it. or Jesus Christ? Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, exactly. I think most people are going to believe Tony the Tiger. <laughs> Tony was been. branded more than Jesus. <laughs> yeah. They're great! Yeah, exactly. They're great. <laughs> so yeah, that, I think breakfast should be, you know, be smart about breakfast. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it shouldn't be a carb-loaded meal. And like, is the, isn't that the instance where you kind of break the fast that you, you should have been doing, you know, for the last 12, 16 hours or so? Yeah, so to replenish exactly. That's what, that's what Exactly. That's what breakfast means. You're breaking the fast. So you could break the fast later on in the day. Yeah. You know? So I found it so much better. It's better for my pockets, better for like my time i don't have to worry about eating breakfast in the morning it is and it's more energy for me too you know like i feel it's way better to to do that but some people can't cause some people have a act more active lifestyle even but i have an active lifestyle so there's really no excuse yeah anybody can do intermittent fasting yeah. you know, the only people who shouldn't probably do it is anybody who has like a history of an eating disorder yeah because that might be an issue if you're uh, a woman who is like, or anybody who is underweight, mm -hmm. you probably shouldn't do it. Yeah. Pregnant women shouldn't do it. Breastfeeding. Yeah. So anybody else could try it. It's a powerful tool, dude. It's a powerful tool. Like you said, you save money, you save time. You don't have to worry about your next meal. Yeah. And you just crush your day. You I, cr crush. I, I crush my day, dude. So let's. That's what we're gonna go into and and finish the day. Like you're a fitness entrepreneur. This is the most powerful thing to me. I think fitness entrepreneurs are so needed in our world today because one major issue that's not being looked upon is health and our health is deteriorating. How have you become to like um, use your impact as a fitness entrepreneur and how are you planning to use that to, to change the world? I said, you, you said you wanna impact a billion people. How yeah. so? What, what is your vision with that, that, that message? Yeah, well my book, it's all started with this book to, yeah. get, to get in front of more people, to expand, extend my reach, to do more interviews like this, get mm -hmm. in front of your audience, different audiences. Uh, be on podcast and I'm writing my next book. Mm -hmm. So this book came out yeah. on December 14th. Yeah, tell us about the book. Yeah, this book came out on December 14th. It became an Amazon bestseller, number one in the world yeah. within the first 12 hours. Wow. And I was super proud of that. Every week I get messages and emails from people who have been reading it from, I don't even know these people, but they read my book and they resonated with it. So it's, it's, it's really great. And I'm happy about that. And yeah. in my next book, I already started writing it. It's called Health is Wealth, mm -hmm. The Entrepreneur's Guide to Perfect Health. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a bigger book. And that one's going to be a New York Times bestseller. It's going to be at all airports. There's no doubt in my mind about that. That's going to be how I get in front of people. Speaking in front of tens and thousands of audiences and sharing my message and just not letting anything stop me. You know, And the only thing that can stop me is me. The only thing that can stop you is you. My self-limiting beliefs. That's 100% true. And, and if you're an entrepreneur out there and wondering, like, how do I make, how do I have impact? I think it's first have a driver, you know, like have something that's pushing you to want to do this in the first place. And you said one thing that happened to you is, is not only your life, but how it impacted somebody really close to your heart. And then now you're like, man, I have to do something. So how do we begin to, as people in the fitness industry, because you're not impacting just the person who's overweight, you're impacting the fitness entrepreneur. What advice can you give to them, the fitness entrepreneur? Yeah, so the fitness entrepreneur, I would say, just get out of your own head. 
get out your own head. You know, you, you don't get in life what you want, you get in life what you are. Yeah. So whatever you want to accomplish, if yeah. you're saying in your head, you're never going to do that or you're not good enough, then you're right. Mm -hmm. But if you're saying, I'm going to get this done, there's no doubt, this is already considered done, I got this, you're also right. So whether you believe it or you don't believe it, like whatever it is that you feed yourself on a daily basis, your subconscious mind is going to accept it. It cannot reject anything that you feed it. Mm -hmm. So I would say just, just get out of your own way. Thank you, brother. With that being said, I want you to say one thing to the audience. The one thing I always say is I want you to leave a message to someone out there. It could be an entrepreneur, it could be a single mother, a young kid like here in college. What is one thing you could tell them to urge them to start on achieving a better mind, a better body, a better nutrition, a better life? Yeah. And you know, whatever is that message you wanna share, share it with them. I would say that my book is called Perfect Health, the Perfect yeah. Health booklet. Perfect Health is getting your body to function the way that we were designed to function. Our creator, whether you believe in God, the universe, mother nature, love, whatever it is you believe in, you were created, I was created, we were all created to thrive, to make an impact. And we're not created for sickness and disease. We're not created to just survive, we're created to thrive. So get your body to thrive. Get your body back in balance. Fix your hormones, fix your mindset. It is the holistic approach. And it all starts with your mind, it all starts right here. So get your mind right. Surround yourself with people who are gonna take you to where you wanna go. Study people who are doing the things you wanna do. Read my book. Um, surround yourself with Edward. Hang out with Edward, learn from him, grow with him, and you're gonna be in the right direction. You're gonna be on the right path and just don't let anything get in your way. Can you tell them how they could contact you, find more information about your book and social media and everything? Yeah, you could get my book on Amazon. Type yeah. in The Perfect Health Booklet by Ben Azadi. My uh, Instagram is TheBenAzadi. And on Facebook, you just look me up, Ben Azadi, and uh, shredfat.com if you want to learn more about health coaching. If you want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, I do have a health coaching platform that I do worldwide. So that could be found shredfat.com. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, boss. Um, that was very information-packed, you know, and not only information-packed, but I think it was an inspiring message that everyone needs to hear. Um, everyone, and not just hearing this stuff, but taking one thing out of this interview that you can apply tomorrow, that you can apply the next hour, the next minute, the next second. And it all starts with knowing that you're a lot better than your circumstance. You're a lot better than the fat that you have and that the fat that you have in you is your source of energy to burn and use throughout the day. That's right. And you know, it's more about the fat that you have in your head and that's the thing clogging the mindset that I can't do this, that I can't change my life. And with that being said, I want to close off this interview to remind you that you have the unlimited power, the unlimited potential in you to achieve whatever it is that you want. But first, you have to believe it, and only then can that become a reality. But unless you believe it, the world will forever miss your talents, your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Unlimited Power Show. Be sure to like, subscribe, share this video. If you're watching this video on Florida Atlantic University, our TV network, please tell your friends to watch it. And you let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. Thank you so much, Ben, for thank being you, on the show. My pleasure, brother. Thank you. You have a good one.